after a wildly entertaining Stanley Cup Finals and a wildly one-sided NBA Finals, the TD Podcast is finally back to recording. I am Derek Papke, one of the co-hosts of the show with, I, I mean, I figured I'd introduce myself a little bit again since it's been so long, uh, with my co-host Tyler Kutra. Tyler, say hi to everybody. I, I don't think the Finals were as bad as you You. Give it credit. You won't get a bit enough credit. I, I enjoyed watching the finals. I don't care it was only five games. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's good basketball from great players, but it was pretty darn one-sided for what we expected in the uh, what the the third rematch, you know? Yeah. Well, if uh, Cavs don't blow game three, then that that goes at least six games, obviously. So um, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it, uh, it would make a difference if, you know, he got some help from his supporting cast before game four. Yeah. But... They, I mean, they showed up in game own. three. They just decided to crap the bed in the last five minutes. So, that well, maybe LeBron needs another star in his roster so he can finally has have that super team he claims he's never played on. <laughs> I, his Miami super team wasn't the same as as this Golden State team. I, no, I, definitely I, in, not. In our lifetime, there's never been a team as good as this Golden State team is, top to bottom. So, that this well, is well now they. I mean, Golden State now has to play the game of, are we going to be able to keep this roster together? Well, the main group of stars seem to want to stay together, meaning they'll take pay cuts to you know, keep those role players around that they need to have to win because they, you know, they don't win the championship without Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala and guys like that. Right, I think their depth was much better. But on the uh, Stanley Cup playoff side, it's, although it's unfortunate for most of the NHL to see the Penguins win again, I think uh, it was pretty darn cool to see the Nashville Predators make it, and apparently their fans are some some real deal fans, very loud. They, they were throwing the catfish on the on the ice, right, a couple times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I hope the uh, Tennessee Titans O linemen were taking their shirts off and chugging beers again because that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and then Mark, I thought it was funny. Marcus is just standing there, and he said he said he won't do it. He hasn't drank a, a sip of alcohol in his life, so he's just yeah, kind of standing that there. Surprises me. <laughs> You know. But again, it's Marcus Mariota. We went to college with him. We know how much of a saint that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, hey, you know what? We're going to do a, a fun little mix it up pod here that we haven't done before. We're doing a top 10 list. And per Tyler's suggestion, we're doing top 10 quarterbacks that we would want to start a franchise with today. Figured that'd be kind of a fun topic to go over. So that is our content for the day. And we're going to take the entire, you know, 25, 30 minutes of this pod to, to go over that list and, and kind of just argue it out and see whose list is better. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and let uh, the one that came up with the idea for this podcast go ahead and lead us off with his number 10 quarterback. All right. Uh, well, to start, I think I'm going to clarify my strategy going into this just so it makes sense going from 10 to 1 here. Um, as you'll see as we go through, being a Broncos fan and running with Peyton Manning for uh, four seasons, um, right? you'll understand what I mean with that strategy where I'm okay with veteran quarterbacks over younger quarterbacks, whereas uh, I think Derek might be different. So we'll see going from 10 to 1. Uh, but at number 10, um, I put a uh, guy we just talked about, Marcus Mariota, as my number 10 quarterback. Um, obviously last year he got hurt at the end of the year, but I think he, um, has great growth potential. I think personally, um, maybe a little biased, but watching games, I think he's better than Jameis Winston who got taken number one. Um, 
I think just think he has more potential, and he's he's been proven to be a better leader, and he's proven that he can play it on the field as well. Yeah, I really like Marcus Mariota, and that's not just being a, an Oregon homer. Yeah, I think he's got all the tools, and he's uh, he's proven that he's he's developing too, uh, from a from a quarterback perspective in the NFL. You know, going from twenty eight hundred yards in his rookie season to thirty four hundred yards last year in only fifteen games is pretty good. He only played twelve his rookie year, but either way, it's still a good increase. And then going from a nineteen to ten uh, touchdown to interception ratio to a twenty six to nine ratio, yeah, and uh, knocking down six fumbles off of his total. He had eight his rookie season and only two last year. He's he's showing the signs of of what can be that long term franchise quarterback. Right, I agree, and I think it's just if he can continue to um, develop that potential, I think. I think just him being such a good leader is a huge attribute to any franchise. And he kind of, um, obviously Michael Vick is the most athletic quarterback I think we'll see play for a long time, but he reminds me a lot of that where he can, he can throw the ball like anybody, but then he can take off and run too. And I think he's probably, um, you know, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the league. If, if you compare him to the likes of Cam Newton and, and players like that, I think he's up there with them already, only playing two years. I think so, too. He's got the height, same kind of height as Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might not be as built when it comes to weights because Marcus is only listed at 222, and I think Cam's in the 240 to 250 range. But Marcus is still fairly durable for, for his size. He, he never really was hurt that often at Oregon. I mean, notably was hurt in the national championship game against Ohio State. But other than that, he was pretty healthy his entire career. Yep. Well, I guess I'll start off with my number 10. And so I I took a different approach to this than Tyler did. And when Tyler said, hey, I want to do a pod that is – you know, top ten franchise, top ten quarterbacks to start a franchise with today. I'm thinking September 2017. Who do I want to be my quarterback that I can have for the next five, ten, fifteen years? Because Lord knows most teams in the NFL don't like drafting quarterbacks because it's usually a make or break scenario, especially for a coaching staff or a GM for that matter. And so a lot of teams don't like that prospect, and even if a quarterback is like touted as you know this fantastic, uh, otherworldly team changer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can go, they can get drafted in the top five, and then never see the light of day in the NFL. So it's just one of those things where you have to get the quarterback position right, and if you don't, you're never going to compete. So. With with that in mind, you'll understand my list as we go through. So for my number ten, uh, I know we kind of discussed him a little bit earlier this week. I went with Kirk Cousins. Okay. So for Kirk Cousins, you know, big thing for me, uh, you'll notice throughout this whole list for me is age. Kirk Cousins is twenty eight, sixth year in the NFL. He's been to a Pro Bowl, and he's got you know an okay record, nineteen twenty one and one overall. Uh, he's zero two in the playoffs. So that's that's kind of a bummer, but he does have some playoff experience under his belt, and he's definitely uh, found a way to establish himself as the real quarterback out of that 2012 draft that the Redskins ended up getting, and that was not RG3. Yep. So it's 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 good to see him establish himself from that backup role to that that starter role, and you know he's working on what second franchise con- franchise contract now. Yeah. In a row, franchise tag. Um, but for me, looking at Kirk Cousins, first off, I, I look at how many how many times he threw the ball last year. It's six hundred six attempts last year. So they were obviously a very very pass heavy offense. 
but he still completed 67% of his balls for almost 5,000 yards. He had 4,917 yards mm-hmm. last year. Um, not many quarterbacks were touching the 5,000 mark last year, and not many quarterbacks do on an annual basis besides like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, etc., and Peyton Manning in 2013 with that record-breaking Broncos offense. Uh, he had 25 touchdowns, 12 picks, and 6 fumbles. And then rushing-wise, he didn't have too many rushing yards. Um, he's, he doesn't need to. Uh, but he did have four touchdowns in only 34 attempts. So they do like to use him at times for that one, two yard keeper for uh, near the goal line. And he's been pretty effective at it. So, you know, with Kirk Cousins, I just look mainly at the fact that he's able to, even though he's throwing the ball a lot, he's able to complete a lot of his passes. He's got quite a bit of experience, pretty good passer rating at 97.2. I think he's got some uh, some potential, even though he's, uh, he's, he's 28, so probably in that prime year of his his quarterbacking career so i i would i would take uh, kirk cousins at 10 right i agree and uh i do have kirk cousins on my list uh, a little a little in a few picks here but um yeah i agree with you and I, i'm looking at um a number that kind of stands out to me that you didn't mention was his yards per attempt um he, he's top three he's 8.1 yards per attempt behind only matt ryan and tom brady um and ahead of people like andrew luck drew Brees, russell wilson uh, ben Roethlisberger, a lot of elite quarterbacks. He's throwing the ball farther down the field and completing those passes clearly because he had almost 5,000 yards. So, um, yeah, I think he's definitely the piece that keeps that offense afloat. So let's uh, let's move to number nine here. Uh, at number nine, I had Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Um, I, I had a tough time just, just deciding between Marcus and Dak. Um, I, I just think that Dak just impressed me just a little bit more last year. I realized that we you know we've talked about it before. Dallas had um, a pretty easy schedule compared to other teams, but I don't. You can't take that away from a rookie quarterback coming in and, and winning thirteen games in their first year. Um, you know he's known as more. Maybe he was a game manager last year, but he still had thirty six hundred yards. He only threw four picks. I think that was the key stat to me, um, was that he took care of the ball really, really well, and that's something that rookie quarterbacks don't do. Um, so I that's the reason I put him at number nine. I think he's a good leader. I don't know that he's ever going to be um, an elite passer in the league. I think he might be more of a. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to compare him to Alex Smith because he's better than Alex Smith. But that kind of role where he's gonna. You know, throw for 220 yards a game in one touchdown. I don't think he's going to be much more than that, but I think he will be a good quarterback. Yeah, I I have Dak on my list later on as well. I think he uh, shows all the tools, especially from a rookie perspe- uh, perspective, of, of showing all that poise in the pocket yeah. uh, for being his first year in the league. It does help when you have that offensive line, but I do truly think that Dak Prescott is a pretty darn good option uh, on this list, so I would agree with that. Right. So for me, on number nine on my list is Matt Stafford. Oh, okay. So I, the reason I went with Matt Stafford, <clears throat> and again, a lot of a lot of the theme here is age for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 29 years old, ninth year in the league. He's been around for a while. Like he's been in the league since he was 20. That's pretty incredible. Um, he's been to only one Pro Bowl, and that was in 2014. 
But he's compiled himself a, a decent record, even though he hasn't won in the playoffs. He's 51-58 and 58 as, a, as a quarterback of the Lions, and we all know the Lions have had some pretty rough seasons uh, during his tenure. They've had some good ones, too. Uh, made the playoffs in three years, but they haven't won a playoff game just yet. Yeah. But Matt Stafford's always listed up there as one of the best like gunslinging quarterbacks in the league. He does tend to throw the ball a lot, too. He had almost 600 attempts last year, completed 65% of his passes, 4,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 picks, 3 fumbles, but he still had a 93.3 rating, uh, which was, if I'm not mistaken, his third best rating uh, in his career. So he put together a pretty darn good season last year. And rushing-wise, he had 37 carries, 207 yards, and 2 touchdowns. So that's quite a lot of yards, especially for how few attempts he had. So he, he he can be a threat in the run game, too. Um, and yeah, for me, Matt Stafford's got a ton of experience, and the Lions, the Lions are starting to figure their figure their stuff out. They've uh, kind of lived in the the shadow of Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, and then before that, you know, the Vikings with Brett Favre. Yeah. And 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 the Bears even before that, when the Bears made a Super Bowl, um, they've kind of been the odd man out in that division for a while. And besides the Aaron Rodgers factor, I don't see why the Lions don't at least compete for that division next year right no i agree i think uh i'm I, i've never been really high on matt stafford but i think he's um i think it's probably just because he's been on the lions you know you put him on um any other team that really has a lot around him i think he probably could be a good quarterback so i i, I can see why he you put him at nine there go ahead and reveal your number eight all right, a guy we just talked about earlier, so we don't have to talk about much more, is Kirk Cousins. Um, the same thing, you, you know, you said the stats we talked about is um, yards per attempt, and I think the number stood out to me is that 67% completion rate, which is one of the top in the league last season. And I think he's done a lot production-wise with a lot less. Um, I realize he had, you know, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, but those two... You know, have kind of been injury prone over their career, and they've been in and out. They don't have much of a running game, and he still somehow seems to have them in wild card contention. You know, the last couple of years he's been starting. So that Kirk Cousins number eight for me. For me, my number eight is Cam Newton. Okay. Uh, not a huge fan of him personally, but I do respect his game. He's only twenty eight years old, so he's in that thick of his career right now. Again, you're noticing kind of a mm-hmm. theme here. I do like the younger guys, especially if I'm starting a franchise with them as of this moment. Uh, really, really rough season last year, especially after his 2015 year. So it's it's tough to really look at the stats and think Cam Newton's your franchise guy after last year, only throwing for 3,500 yards at only 52%, 53% completion percentage, and 19 to 14 touchdown interception ratio. Not a good year. 75.8 rating. Uh, 90 carries for 359 yards is pretty impressive. Uh, it's a lot of carries, but again, that's Cam Newton for you. He's 6'5", 245. He can get through that line and get you a couple yards every time he carries the ball, which I think is a, a big part of his game. But um, when it comes when it comes down to it, uh, experience helps a lot. He's 51, 40, and one overall, three and three in the playoffs with an NFC Championship to his belt. So he's got he's got that seasonality to him. He's got some really good years behind him previously with that MVP season and the year that they lost the Broncos in the Super Bowl. He's he's got a lot going for him and if you kind of throw last year in the trash, 
Cam Newton is one probably one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And at only age 28, I think he would be great to lead a franchise with. Yeah. I think he uh, – the problem I have with Cam Newton is he fluctuates so much um, that it's hard to know which Cam Newton you're going to get. And that, that's kind of been the same thing going back to college. So, um, yeah, that it's uh, definitely a good pick for – I think that range is, is pretty fair for him is in that um, 8 to 10 range. Uh, and moving to my number seven, this may may or may not be a bit of a surprise to you, just kind of the placement. Um, but number seven for me is Matt Ryan. Um, I think if you look at his career as a whole, he also has kind of had that um, up and down, down career kind of, you know, a number of different offensive coordinators, I think, has, has, has affected him. And he obviously had a really good year last year's MVP year leading them to the Super Bowl. Um but I just think the inconsistency, um, I've, I've heard things that, you know, he's not necessarily a great leader in the locker room. Um, and the stats speak for himself. I don't need to read stats off for him, you know, the, the last year, ridiculous stats. I just, um, I think age and just his inconsistency drops him more to the bottom of my list compared to other quarterbacks that you'll see later. Fair enough. I did not have Matt Ryan on my list. Oh. I, I that has nothing to do with how I feel about him as a player. Yeah. Fantastic player, fantastic individual. I think he's done great for the the city of Atlanta for a long time, and he's been the model of consistency for that franchise for a while. So I can see why you'd want him on your team. Yeah. Uh, for me, my number seven, um, Andrew Luck. So we're going okay. 2012, 2012 draft, uh, number one overall pick here. Uh, 43 and 27 overall as a quarterback, which is pretty impressive because the Colts have never had a good defense or an offensive line or a running game or a lot of things around it. <laughs> um, but he's gone three and three in the playoffs, uh, made an AFC championship game before, uh, unfortunately losing to the Patriots. Uh, he's got he had an okay year last year um, uh, from his standards. Uh, 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 13 picks, 96.4 rating. It's it's pretty standard for him. Um, he had a, a very similar year in 2014, um, and that was his best year as a quarterback. But he's definitely done worse as well, especially in 2015 when he was hurt so much. So it, overall, I think we can expect last year's performance to be the consistency for him going forward. Uh, 64 uh, carries, 341 yards, and uh and two touchdowns so he can run the ball as well i think he does uh provide a lot for an offense he's very very analytical and uh intellectual at the line of scrimmage with the way he uses his audibles a lot and i think if the colts can give him a halfway decent defense and maybe a little bit more of a run game that isn't a 47 year old frank gore <laughs> then then I think uh, I think Andrew Luck can make some noise even though he's stuck in the uh, conference that ho- ho- is home to Tom Brady. Yeah, um, I think it's also worth noting on Andrew Luck that pretty much his whole career he's played with a ton of injuries. Um, like this last season he had the awful shoulder injury um, and he played the whole year and put up those numbers and he just had surgery this summer. Um, the year the year before that, he had the what did he ruptured ruptured spleen? Isn't that what it was for him? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously that kept him out for most of the year. But I remember that game was against Denver, and he came back in and finished that game and, and helped them win that. Um, he's just super tough, and uh, I have him a little higher than you do. But we'll talk about that in a bit. 
Uh, yep, and he's 27. Remember my age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and moving number six now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll definitely see how, what you think about this one. Number six, I have Russell Wilson. Um, I think that he... Let me start with this. Talent-wise, I don't know that he's one of my top quarterbacks in the league, but I think that if you suit your offense to him, he can be he can produce like one of the top offensive offenses in the league, um, or top quarterbacks, excuse me. Um, like the Super Bowl year, I mean that when they get that play action going and you need to get him out in space, he's who can stop Russell Wilson when he's out out on the edge all by himself. I mean, you're a Seahawk fan. I mean that you that's that's a beautiful play. Um, and since they've abandoned the run game a little bit, I don't think that he's been as good. And I think that's partially why he's dropped on my list, just because he's you know kind of taken a step back a little bit. Um, but I th- he's second to none leadership wise, and that's important to me on my list, as you'll continue to see. Um, but he's consistent in his stats every year. Um, he has a really high football IQ, and so for that reason, he's the middle of my list. Well, and and to your point, the, the abandoning the run game thing, a lot, I think a lot of it has had to do with the the Marshawn retirements, of course, and then after that, all the injuries that occurred last year. Mm-hmm. I think if you throw last year out, Russell Wilson should be top five on everybody's list, and that's not yeah. me trying to be a homer. That's just knowing him as a just statistically and his leadership mm-hmm. ability he is a top five quarterback in the nfl in my opinion and it should be in most people's opinion there's haters out there and that's fine <laughs> um last year statistically was his worst year as a starter and it's it's he was still he was still top 10 in a lot of categories yeah which... and, and it was his worst year as a starter and he had oh wait let me think a high ankle sprain and a partially <laughs> partially sprained mcl yeah hmm. Yeah, and he still played all sixteen games. Yeah, and his both of his top two running backs went down. The leading running back on the team wasn't even on the team by the end of the year, <laughs> Kristen Michael. So it's just yeah. I mean, I I, I get it. I, I'm glad that you have him on your list as high as six, and I'm okay with that. I understand the the comment on the regression. Last year was not a good year for him. Yeah, I mean, and also. You know, I I, th- I just think physically, I don't know if he's. For me personally, if I was to run a team, I don't know that he's physically the quarterback that I want. I like a Are little. Are you making fun of his height again? <laughs> I like just the bigger. Um, you know, I mean, if I was to build a quarterback, honestly, Marcus Mariota would probably be my perfect body and skill type. Um, you know, so. Do you need a bigger forehead like Peyton? Oh, of course. We got to fit all the all the brains in there. Peyton had the biggest <laughs> brain in all of NFL. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can't if you, you can sleep good at night if you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I would agree, but yeah. I don't think uh, it, take, it takes much for you to think that I would agree with you. On that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number five on my list, number six is uh, is or sorry, number six on yeah. my list, I should say, uh, is going to be a shock to you, and I, this is where the the true meaning of me saying age matters. I, I, I think the, I know exactly where you're going with this. When, I, when I was thinking of top ten QBs, <laughs> I'd want to start a franchise with in 2017. I was thinking, like, my mind went to nobody over 30 immediately, so that was yeah. already off. So, 
trust me, there's no Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, any of that on my list. I apologize anybody I've offended now, <laughs> especially after this one. But my number six is Carson Wentz. Uh, uh, and hey, I can understand. I just want to hear your reasoning. So my reasoning is this. Carson Wentz had a pretty darn good year last year uh, from a rookie perspective. And a lot of people kind of threw him under the rug as soon as they saw how well Dak Prescott did. But Dak Prescott had a 10 times better supporting staff to do it. Um, it's like, it's like Brady, Russell Wilson, Roethlisberger, when they started their careers, the, with, when I'm talking about Dak Prescott, the, the, the supporting cast was just much far and above better than a lot of situations that you can go to when you're a top five pick, uh, in the NFL draft. If you think about it, you know, Roethlisberger, didn't he win a Super Bowl in his second year? I think it was his rookie year. Yeah. And Russell, Russell won in his second year. Brady won in his third year something like that yeah it's all pretty impressive but a lot of it wasn't because of them at that point in time yeah and they kind of matured into better quarterbacks and i can kind of see that trajectory from carson wentz i think he's got some some mechanic stuff to work out but i think he's got all the intangibles to to make it work um he's six five very tall which is nice 237 pounds you don't expect that you look at the guy and you think he's kind of skinny and slight yeah but he's got some build to him yeah um so i think he's going to be a good dual threat guy he's only 24 again age is a big thing for me in this list and um i i truly think that you're gonna see i mean he had 3700 yards 62 percent completions he threw the ball over 600 times last year which is a lot more than Dak did last year and considerably more than most quarterbacks in the league. So he, he got a lot of reps in. Um, I, I, I just think you're going to see a career trajectory for Carson Wentz pointing in the upward direction his entire career. And I think he's got a lot of room for growth. I think the Eagles are going to find a way to get better every single season. Uh, giving him Alshon Jeffrey doesn't hurt. <laughs> so I, I, I really like that move. And then if they can if they can somehow put a, an offensive line, you know, maybe even half that of Dallas's around him, I think Carson Wentz is going to find a lot of ways to succeed. Yeah. Um, I mean, the shock factor is still there for me a little bit. I don't know. And that's fine. That's fine. That he – I just in my mind, I can see taking the risk on him um, if you were to start a franchise. I mean – because this is the way I looked at this top 10. Like, if you were, you know, you're running a draft, you know, with a Madden fantasy draft, whatever you want to call it, right? Is My mind says, is Carson Wentz the fifth guy that goes off the board out of all 32 starting quarterbacks? So, that's an interesting take on it. But I, I'm not going to... I, I don't look down upon anyone's pick because this is uh, completely based on opinion, so... Yeah, so let's... Isn't that, the, isn't that the way Skip Bayless has a job? Yeah. <laughs> Skip Bayless <laughs> has a job because he has the biggest mouth in the sports indus- industry. So, so, so call me Skip Bayless for saying an unpopular opinion with Carson Wentz here. <laughs> it's not a bad one. Now, if you would have said, like, RG3 or someone, then I probably would have just stopped recording <laughs> the pod right there. But uh, I might have thrown my own laptop out the window. <laughs> So now we get into really the meat and the bulk of this. You know, who are top five quarterbacks? You know, the best of the best in the next five seasons, right? Um, With my number five, I have Andrew Luck. 
we talked about him a little bit earlier. Um, I've always, you know, loved watching him play, even back to his Stanford days, even though, you know, it was, it was fun battles watching him in Oregon, and we got to watch that a lot. And sometimes we won, sometimes we lost. It was good battles. Um, and you, you brought up all the stats and everything. We talked about the injuries, and I think just physically he's he's an absolute monster, right? He's, he's huge, muscular, very tall. Um, he's like basically young version of Big Ben where you, you got to get three bodies on him to get him down, and even then he's probably still going to get the ball away to avoid the sack. So not much more to say about luck that we already haven't, haven't discussed, but that's my number five. I think a most underrated aspect of Andrew Luck is that he always compliments somebody for sacking him. Yeah. Like, hey, good hit, man. He's probably he's probably the, the nicest, I don't know if the nicest player, but I, I don't even know. He's one of the nicest guys in the NFL, and I don't know how guys like that get along playing such a physical I, sport. But I, I feel like I'd be so pissed off if I sacked a quarterback and he told me, hey, good job, bud, and slapped me on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? I feel like I'd be pissed off and be like, no, you're not supposed to support me. Stop yeah. it. We, we don't even do that when we're out playing, like, you know, pick up basketball, right? When we're out there. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number five on my list and uh, you've already talked about him earlier, Dak Prescott. Okay. Um, so sa- a similar uh, discussion as Carson Wentz. Both guys, you know, had pretty darn good rookie seasons. You can say that Dak's was better than Carson's for sure, and that, that I would agree with that. Um, and, again, a lot of it I think has to do with Dak having that fantastic offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott behind him. Um, and I think what you're going to see out of Dak Prescott is a lot of the same. Yeah. Uh, that he had last year. I don't see a lot of growth coming out of him, to be honest, but I don't know if the uh, the Cowboys truly need that. I think the Cowboys just need that model of consistency behind center and then to work on their defense, and the Cowboys can be a pretty darn good team for, for a while. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's one of those things where you, I, I'd be okay if Dak Prescott had the same year he had last year every single year. And I would take that. It's not something I need to see a lot of growth out of him. Yeah. Uh, very very similar to an Alex Smith style, but with a lot higher ceiling. Yeah. No. Completely understandable. Um, again, I've already talked about him, but I think I think he can develop into being one of the best in the league over the coming years as long as they keep that talent around him. Uh, and let's go number four. I have my rival, bitter rival, Derek Carr. Um, of all of the young quarterbacks that are within, you know, this will be his fourth year, right? Um, I think of all the young quarterbacks, he he's kind of a league ahead of, of the rest of them, of the Prescotts and the Mariotas and all those young guys that are kind of the next, next tier of quarterbacks in this league. So, um, I mean, he started from a rookie on a really bad team, a second-round pick. Um, he's improved every single year. Um, he, he's durable. He's a very durable quarterback until obviously his, his broken leg. Um, this year he threw for 3,900 yards, 28 touchdowns. He only had six turnovers. So he keeps, or six interceptions, excuse me. So he takes care of the ball. Um, he has a cannon for an arm. If you watch the highlights and watch him hit Crabtree and Cooper down the field, um, he, he can make any throw on the field. And, and I think on a team that has a lot of questionable personality, 
Um, I think he's a very good, humble leader and kind of keeps that, that locker room intact, and that's something that's also very important, I think, that he, he kind of keeps that, that team together because the Raiders always have that we're kind of better than you mantra, even if they're not. But So I, I think he does a good job of keeping that intact, and that's why I like him a lot. Yeah, I think the only knock I have on Derek Carr's game is that he's not much of a threat in the run game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it, it makes him kind of one-dimensional. You yeah. have to really be scared of him running. Yeah. But you're right on all other accounts. He's one of the best passers that we've got in the league for sure. Yeah. Um, so my number four is is guy we, we, we just talked about, so we don't have to go too much into it. But uh, it is my own quarterback, Russell Wilson. Uh, and the reason I have him this high is because of all he's been able to accomplish in such a short time. Yeah. Um, he's only 28. Again, age was a huge factor on my on my list for a lot of reasons, especially if I'm starting a franchise in 2017. Um, Russell's in the in the in the prime of his career. You know, he's amassed himself quite a record: 56, 23, and one in his career, eight and four in the playoffs, two-time NFC champion, and a Super Bowl championship to his name. Could have been two. We'll, we'll talk about that later, or or not talk about it because it's been probably blown apart by NFL memes every single week for <laughs> the last three years. <laughs> but um, I, I think he, Russell Wilson himself, is, is a great dual threat guy. And it's, it's hard to, as you alluded to, it's hard to underestimate, or uh, to, like, I guess, it's hard not to highlight enough how incredible he is outside of the pocket. Yeah. And, and it, it brings a whole new dimension to his game that a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL do not have. And it's it's just it's a pleasure to watch on a weekly basis. So I, I don't have to say too much else. He's my number four on my list. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think we kind of exhausted the Wilson topic. So good. Um, I was expecting him to be top two for you, so I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. You, I'm trying not to be too homer on this list. Yeah, no, I, I can I can see you're very objective here. Um, and now we're going to get into the bulk of where we're going to disagree the most, I think, um, based on our own philosophies. Um, but number three, I have the very old but very durable Drew Brees, and I'll explain to you why. Uh, well, that's number one fact. He's durable. I, I, I don't know that there's been any more other than, say, like Brady. And um, I don't think there's been anyone that's more durable than continue to play at an elite level year after year after year for multiple teams with bad teammates and good teammates. Um, every year, he consistently throws 4,500 to 5,000 yards, over 5,000 yards a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he led the league this year 5,200 yards. Um 70% completion percentage. Um, and he had the, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he had the most attempts in the league. Um, to have the most attempts and go 70%, that's amazing to me. The second closest was Joe Flacco, 672 attempts, and he only completed 64.9% of his passes. Um, so, I mean, just as much as he throws the ball... And he completes that many is amazing to me. Um, and I think he's one of those quarterbacks that makes mediocre and average players better. If you take that receiving core, minus Brandon Cooks, who was there, um, and give that to Andy Dalton, right? One of your kind of run-of-the-mill average quarterbacks. I, I don't think they're very good. So with that fact, I think um, that's why he's my number three. My only 
knock on him is obviously his age. Um, but I think if he was on a Super Bowl contender team um, with that had a really good defense and pieces on offense, I, there's no reason to believe that he couldn't compete for Super Bowls for the next three or four seasons. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, on most points, Drew Brees is a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah. And and so it was it, a lot of these guys that I didn't include, like I like I mentioned, uh, due to age. Yeah, it it, it it wasn't out of spite in any way. Yeah, I have a whole lot of respect for for all these guys and would take all of them in a heartbeat on my roster. But when it comes down to it, if you're if I'm starting a franchise today and I have a 38 year old quarterback, I'm going to be drafting another quarterback in probably three, four years. No, I, I, I agree. I, I understand. That's a daunting task, my friend. No, I completely agree. I understand where you're coming from. And, and uh, I just, it's the same thing I said about Wentz. If I look at the board, do I take Wentz to lead my team to a Super Bowl over Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, uh, you know, people like that? It's like, who, who am I going to win a Super Bowl with? You know, because I'm about, personally, I'm about the now, right? The Broncos were eight and eight with Tim Tebow, right? And you bring in Peyton Manning, and you, he brings them over the hump, and they're a twelve-win team, twelve or thirteen-win team for four straight years. Go to two Super Bowls and win one. I mean, that's the, in my book, that's fine with me. I go to two Super Bowls in four years. That that's completely fine with me. Yeah, but maybe that, it's just my spite because I'm a Mariners fan and we're perpetually rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just want to con- be consistently good in that wild card spot with Carson Wentz. That's okay. If you, that's what you strive for, go for it. <laughs> well, you don't know what his ceiling is. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. For uh, for number three for me, we just uh, literally just talked about him. Derek Carr. Okay. Um, I, I think he's got all the tools to be that, that franchise quarterback for a long, long time for Oakland. Mm-hmm. And if they continue to put a, a decent supporting cast around him, specifically a not bottom five defense, I think Oakland could, or I guess I should say Las Vegas in three years, uh, should be able to compete pretty well for, for not only AFC championships once Brady finally retires, um, but they could be competing for Super Bowls with, with Derek Carr under center. So I like him a lot for that reason. Yeah, I agree. Well, I had him at four, you had him at three, so that's probably the one we're going to agree on the most. <laughs> I, I would say so. <laughs> All right, and number two, uh, I have who some would consider the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Um, I, I there's It's pretty much the same thing as Drew Brees consistently has the good stats, um, he's older. Um, I love that his competitive nature is second to none. I don't think there's anyone who wants to win more than Tom Brady. Um, and he just can, takes care of the ball every year, and he makes everyone better around him. I don't have anything else to say. Everyone knows about Tom Brady. so There's nothing else to say. Yeah. If I wanted to win a Super Bowl in the next three years, just like you're thinking, I would yeah. say Tom Brady would be my guy as well. Yeah. Well, number two for me, it might come as a surprise to you. Might. Unless you have this guy at number one, I have Jameis Winston. Okay. And and the reason for that is, again, age twenty three years old, in his third year now in the NFL, been to a Pro Bowl. I think he the the statistic I think the statistic goes that he's the only quarterback in their first two seasons in the league to throw for over four thousand yards in both seasons. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he just eclipsed it both times, 4,042 in his rookie season, 4,090 last year. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the dude can pass. Uh, completion percentage increased from his rookie season. It went up to 60.8 from 58.3. His uh, touchdowns went up, interceptions went up just a tick, and fumbles went up. But he's starting to, to get those reps in, starting to get weapons around him. The Deshaun Jackson addition is going to be huge for him, I think. I think you'll see that average uh, shoot up on his uh, his yardage as well as yards per attempt. And I, I think the more you give this guy, the more he's going to be able to accomplish, uh, especially coming out of that NFC South. Uh, it's it's a total crapshoot who's going to win that division. I could easily see the Bucks finding a, finding their way out of it and into the playoffs, uh, either as a wild card or as the division winner mm-hmm. next year. And, and I think that says a lot about what the Bucks were able to accomplish after they drafted Winston. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I mean, for me, on my list, Winston would be in that probably 11 to 13 range um, just because um, I'm not super high on him. But I think, I, I think that's fine. I, there's a reason he was the number one pick, and he's still the starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. All right, and I guess the moment of truth, well, we can debate this one. I think I know where you're going based on your criteria and uh, people you've already you named should. off. I, I, I'm pretty sure I already know where you're going. But for me, uh, my number one would be... Rodgers? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... Talent-wise, I, I, I don't think there's anyone more talented than Aaron Rodgers in this league. Uh, my question about him is... Um, I don't know how great of a leader he is. It seems like he may not be the best quarterback in the locker room. Um, he's maybe a little high on himself and knows that he's really good. Um, but I, I, I just I can't turn down Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's 33 years old, and he still plays like he's 27 or 28 in my book. Um, honestly, as long as he doesn't have a devastating injury, I think he may be the one player that could outplay Tom Brady when it comes to age uh, to play longer than, than Brady did and, and Manning and um, guys like that. So I, I think even though he's 33, I think he's someone who's going to stay in his prime for at least five, probably five more seasons around. So, and even after that, I think he'll still be a top 15 quarterback. Yeah. I, I mean, nobody can say enough about Aaron Rodgers. Stats yeah. speak for themselves. Very similar to Tom Brady. Surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, him and Matt Ryan are the two that I had the toughest part time leaving out of my list. Yeah. And again, the only reason I did it was because I set a hard cut off at the age of three. Yeah. Because I really wanted to make sure that whoever I had behind center was going to be there for a long time. I'm talking 10 plus years. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure that I had somebody there so that I could build the rest of my, my team if I was going to be the GM of a team. So Aaron Rodgers, 100% great pick. No questions asked on that one. I mean, he's 33. Can he play till 43? Sure, he could. Bar- and that's why yeah. him and, and Matt Ryan's only 32. Yeah. So those were by far the toughest I had on my list to, to, to leave out. Yeah, no, understandable. Uh, let me guess. You can go ahead and guess mine. <laughs> the uh, Heisman winner himself, Mr. Marcus Mariota. Yes, that is correct, <laughs> and that is going to sound like the most Homer pick ever, being an Oregon alum, seeing as I'm wearing an yeah. Oregon shirt and shorts right now, Yeah, um, um, but it's not meant to be at all. 
Uh, I think Marcus has truly shown a lot of growth, as I mentioned before, uh, from year one to year two. I think if he doesn't break his leg, they win a playoff game last year against Houston, regardless of who Houston had behind center. And I, I truly do think that the Titans are on the up and up going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of goes on that same idea as as like a Winston or a, a Wentz or something like that, where I just think that their career trajectory is just going to continue to increase and, and their ceiling is going to continue to get higher and higher and they're going to start achieving that. I think as long as Marcus stays healthy, I think I truly do think that the, the Titans win that division next year. And I, I think that they find a way to compete in the playoffs somehow. Right. No, I agree. I think uh, with your criteria that, that you set up, if I was to follow that too, there's, um, you know, not a better pick to, to, you know, not only be top three, but even that top pick, just considering, you know, what kind of offense you want to run and what kind of quarterback you're looking for. Exactly. So, again, the, the reason our lists differ so much is just because of the way we decided to look at, you know, what what does starting a franchise truly mean? Yeah. You know, you're looking at that more, how many Super Bowls can I win immediately model, and I looked more at the, can I have a quarterback for 10 to 15 years model. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in looking at your list, it's, if I was to follow your criteria, I, I would probably have very similar... Um, ranking and you may or may not have the same for me. I don't know, um, but I, mine would be very similar to yours. Find that criteria, yes. Yeah. So um, as I told you before, and I was holding out my honorable mentions, uh, and you for some reason thought it was Blake Bortles. No, it is not Blake Bortles. I I, <laughs> I would rather just not have a quarterback. Um, but my honorable mentions were someone was someone that you did have on your list. Uh, it was Cam Newton. My first one, so I'll explain that really quick. I just, again, if we were to expand this list to, you know, 15 quarterbacks, he would be in that 11 to 15 range. But I just, I'm not a, I'm not huge on his inconsistency. Um, one year he's amazing. Obviously, last year he was amazing. He led them to 15 and one record, league MVP, um, all the stats, you know, flash, 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 and then they lose the Super Bowl and he has a down moment, which obviously is a huge down moment for any team. And all of a sudden they drop from a 15 and one team to six and 10. Is that, I believe that's what they were this year. Yeah. And that was like a, we got really hot at the end of the year, six and 10. Right. Yeah. So really, if you look at how they played, they're probably more along the lines of a four to five win team. Um, and you know, it, it it's just hard for me for someone that is just going to hang their head and let that follow them through the next season. I know it's so hard to come back from a Super Bowl loss, especially when you're heavy favorites and all of that stuff. But you cannot let your team, especially when you're getting Kelvin Benjamin back, you cannot let your team drop from a 15-win team to a 6-win team when you have the same talent uh, around you. And... For that reason, I, I, um, I've always think he's been just a tad overrated, anyways, um, and so that for me, that's why he is not in that top ten range. Um, and my second one, I just wanted to throw a veteran in there that I did not put in. You know, kind of my top five quarterbacks that other people might is um, Big Ben. He was I kind of crossed off, you know, more veteran quarterbacks that I didn't want to have on my 
roster and Ben Roethlisberger was there each year he consistently seems to be hurt more and more often kind of slowing down at a much quicker rate um you know he's kind of like Peyton Manning in that way where the injuries are just catching up to him and you can see it in his play that he's just consistently not playing as well as he used to and so that would be that's why he's at the very back end of all my veterans so those are my honorable mentions and kind of explanations of why those top tier guys are not in my top ten. So yeah, and like you know how I mentioned that I would like to have kept Ryan and Rogers on my list if if my they fit my criteria. Yeah. Big Ben was almost on there too. I mean he's thirty five, so kind of middle of that road. Yeah. But the problem with him was the fact that he was that he was even thinking about retiring right. this offseason. Right. So I don't want a guy that I only get one year out of. Mm-hmm. So that that's why I didn't include him. But again, stats speak for themselves. Roethlisberger is a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean he 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 was really good in the first you know three quarters of his career, and I think the last quarter has just been injury riddled. Um, he just hasn't performed as well, and, and and that's a great point that you bring up that he did, you know, consider retirement. So for all we know, this year could be Big Ben's last year in the league, and we we have no idea. And you wasted that, you know that franchise quarterback pick on somebody who's not even going to be there after a year and he may not even play the full season. So, Yep, exactly. Well, um, I think we're done with our list for the day. Uh, pod went a lot longer than we thought, but, you know, it's a good thing. I think we we got some good discussion out there and uh, put our thoughts forward. So I, I liked this, this format a lot. It left it a lot more open-ended. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, we should come back, you know, in the coming next two months or so until we start kicking open training camp and kind of do these lists of different positional groups and, you know, put a twist on it, you know, uh, like we did today. Not just ranking who our top ten quarterbacks in the league are because it's boring and we could do, you know, that wherever and just kind of come back with a – you know, top 10 list of something else and put a twist on it. Yeah, I agree 100%. We are officially, if I'm if I'm right on my count, 88 days till uh, kickoff? Sounds about right. No, maybe, 88 was on, it, uh, I was earlier this that, week. Okay, so 88's the, the Sunday games. I think we're, uh, for the <coughs> Thursday nighter, I think we're only, what, 80, 84? Yeah, somewhere in that eighty mid-80s range by now. Now that is exciting stuff to hear. I am so ready for football. Um, I know you're not a baseball fan, so I still have at least something to get me by until then. <laughs> you know, watching the Mariners try and pretend like they can compete. Yeah. But um, but for a lot of people, having ba- uh, basketball and hockey done means they're waiting for football season, and I would be remiss if I didn't say we weren't either. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I have a little bit of NBA to carry me over. I have the draft coming up this week. A few weeks after that is NBA free agency. Um, And Summer League is a little bit interesting to watch, to watch some of the rookies play. Um, So I have a little bit to carry me forward. I guess you saw baseball. and um, I'm casually observing if the Rockies can keep going here and if they, you know, somehow pull off a playoff berth, then I'll watch them play off baseball this year. That'll be good. I, I wish I could say the same. Yeah. I hope I get to say the same. Yeah. It's been since 2001, my friend. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's exciting times. I know mini camp's going on for uh, for the Seahawks, and I'm pretty sure it's for most teams around the league right now. A lot of guys getting their first chance to have mandatory workouts. Yeah. It's good to see a lot of the vets out there with a lot of those rookies. So, you know, guys, football is in the air. We can smell it. <laughs> It's like blood in the water and we're the shark, you know, a couple miles away and we're coming for it. 
Yep, and uh, college football is, is getting to the point where it's almost heating up, too, so I'm excited for that, and I'm sure we'll have some content to talk about there. Yep, well, I think once the AP Top 25 comes out here in late July, early August, then I think we can go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, we can definitely do that. But anyways, it was good to uh, get back to recording after, what, two, three weeks off? Yeah. But I think, uh, I think I can speak for both of us when I say our cadence will become a lot more regular and a lot more frequent uh, when, we, when we get closer to the season and start diving into the season. So do expect a lot more coming your way, and we'll be a lot more active on our social media as well. Right. I t- definitely agree. Well, thank you as always for listening to the TD podcast, and feel free to uh, to spread our name out a little bit if you uh, if you like the content over all of our social media platforms, and uh, make sure to give us a listen and um, tell your friends. But uh, yeah, I, I will speak for both of us when I say peace out. All right, it's June fourteenth. <laughs> Later.